for me, it was the right fit you know, against the New York Giants. Like, this is this is the New York Giants. If you don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. But that's the way that we do things around here. Man, I'm so blessed. It's crazy. I've been manifesting New York. I, I kind of had a feeling it was going to be New York, but now that we're here, man, God is good. Once a giant, always a giant. For me, it's only a giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In With Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by the USA Today Network. Day three of the NFL Combine is still going. The workouts are going on over at Lucas Oil Stadium, if you choose to watch. The Underwear Olympics, which is what it has been famously called over the last, oh, I don't know, 10 years or so. That's still going on at Lucas Oil Stadium, and another round of interviews went down today. We had all the DBs. We'll get into that, plus update on where we think the Giants are in terms of Daniel Jones and his contract, Saquon Barkley and his contract, and also the ripple effect of what takes place. So I will have some sound from... Jair Brown, safety from Penn State, Trenton native, New Jersey kid, and talk to him about a bunch of different things. He'll describe himself as a player. He's got a couple nicknames. We'll get into that. And whether a Jersey homecoming is in the works at some point over the next month or so. But let's start right off the bat. Let's talk Daniel Jones because obviously that's what everybody wants to talk about and it's a priority for this organization. Where do we stand? Well, it is now Thursday. Joe Shane has been very open about talking with Daniel Jones's representatives at Athletes First. They've talked Monday, they talked Tuesday, they talked yesterday, there were plans to talk again today. There is this feeling here at the Combine that they are gaining some momentum, potentially, towards a long-term deal so that they would not have to use the franchise tag worth $32.4 million for 2023, fully guaranteed, right to the salary cap, and that right away would force the Giants to look at other contingencies in terms of having to upgrade this roster beyond the quarterback spot. Couple things. One, Shane made it very clear that he does not want this to be an acrimonious negotiation. And he's kept saying that. Another case in point. In the interview on the NFL Network... Joe Shane pointed out that before he got on a plane on Monday to come here to Indianapolis, lo and behold, who did he see in the Giants facility? Daniel Jones. So anyone who was nervous two weeks ago or so that the relationship between Daniel Jones and the Giants was in a certain place where someone was angry, one side was angry with the other, It does not appear to be that way. Now, that does not mean that Daniel Jones is going to come crawling back to the Giants and say, I will take whatever offer you give me. Thank you, sir. This is still negotiations. But I believe that Joe Shane and the Giants will use the franchise tag 
for what is it, it is intended. It's intended purpose. The franchise tag was put together to basically drive home deals for the best deal, best players on your roster. It's used as a tool. Now, in recent years, the franchise tag is basically used to punish players. And there would be no negotiations on a long-term deal. They would just stick the franchise tag on the quarterback or any other position. There would be no negotiations, and the player would have no out on that situation. They could try to hold out and not come, but the way the new CBA is structured, holdouts are nearly impossible in the NFL. So, what I think is going to happen is I think they will get to the 11th hour. The deadline is Tuesday. The clock is ticking, but... The Hall of Famer George Young with the Giants used to say, deadlines spur action and deals get done when they're supposed to get done. Now, I know Dave Gettleman kind of repeated that old adage, but let's go to the Hall of Famer rather than put a bad taste in your mouth by hearing me utter anything that came from Dave Gettleman because obviously his exit here did not leave everyone with a great feeling about his approach and philosophy as a general manager. That being said, what I think will happen is that the Giants will give Daniel Jones a deal or at least an offer. Five years, $185 million. I've put it out there already. Comes out to $37 million a year. Could they go up to 37 and a half, 38, maybe even sweeten it to 39 as a max deal? where you can make Jones feel good, maybe bring back some goodwill, put it in the contract that the you know up to $40 million annual value if he hits certain landmarks during the season, I think they'd be willing to do that. You'd almost put it to the point where you're, you're putting your faith in Jones and Jones is putting his faith in the Giants that they will work together and continue to improve and get towards a point where he is earning that number. So I think the number is five years, 185, maybe $190 million. Now, how does Joe Shane make that work with Daniel Jones? If he's looking at a number in the 40s, he wants to be near Kyler Murray. You know, the Giants can't compensate a bad contract that Arizona gave Kyler Murray. It is what it is. So where do you meet in the middle? I think if you're Daniel Jones, you have to look at this and say, $32.4 million on the franchise tag. Great. I'll play it. I'll, I'll outplay it. And I'll go get 40 next year. When you've gone through what you've gone through with Daniel Jones and where you're at in your career, if it's me, and I'm not a professional athlete, as you guys well know, also not a doctor, also not a coach, but if I'm Daniel Jones and I have an opportunity, let's say the Giants make it $90 million guaranteed as part of this deal. So half the contract is fully guaranteed. You want to bump it up to 100? Let's say 100 out of the 185 is completely guaranteed. Okay. You're going to structure it to the way where you get a lower salary cap hit and everything else. If you're Jones and Jones's people and you're guaranteed to make 32.4 this year, 
But if you sign the contract, you will now make an additional 65 to $70 million in guarantees for a guy who has suffered injuries. Not that he's injury prone, but his style of play, he's physical. He does not shy away from contact. Do you really want to risk putting yourself in that position and costing yourself 60 to $70 million? That's what you have to ask yourself. Daniel Jones is 25 years old. If he signs a five-year deal with the Giants and it's, let's say, $30 million less than what he wants annual uh, over the course of the contract, excuse me, so he would rather have he'd rather be 42, 43, 45, whatever it is, and the Giants only give him 38, let's say there. So is it worth taking just 32.4 and potentially costing yourself 65 million dollars in addition to that as part of a long-term deal? That's what Daniel Jones and athletes first have to decide. Do I think Joe Shane will sweeten it a little bit if they can get a deal done and not use the franchise tag? Yes, I do. Do I think he'll sweeten the pot if it were Saquon Barkley or another position? No, I don't. I think they identify they identify that it's the quarterback. Whatever you feel about Daniel Jones, they have decided that Daniel Jones is their franchise quarterback. They believe in his growth. You can disagree with that. That's on the table. But this is where they are recruiting from. This is where they are negotiating from. Excuse me. So at this point, I do believe that the Giants will ultimately get a contract done. I think that will allow the Giants then to use the franchise tag to try to get Saquon Barkley to accept the deal where the Giants have essentially drawn a line. And that's at $12.5 million a year. If the Giants use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, that's 10.1, I believe. It may be 10.7. I have to double-check that. The reality is, will Saquon Barkley risk going through a season, costing himself however many guarantees there are for an opportunity to give that up? Before we go any further, let's go to Jair Brown, Penn State, and his sound. And then I'll be back to tell you about the DBs and what I think about Brown and why he's an interesting player to me for the Giants at 25. Able to do it well, um, and it's been, it's been a great part of my game. And I, and I 
really enjoy that. Might might be just as good as getting interceptions. All right, and that was Tig Brown from Penn State. Tig is his nickname. Jair is his first name. And why does he have the nickname Tig? Well, it's from, yes, Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. And as he's gotten older, he said, I think it's better to shorten it to Tig than keep Tigger the Bouncing Tiger. So, obviously, a lot of laughs with Brown and... He's a talented player. He's also nicknamed the Takeaway King. And the reason why I thought he was interesting for the Giants is he seems to fit the perfect mold of what the Giants would want as a safety or really as a defensive back to move all around the coverage area, to be up, down. As you heard, he joked about being Von Miller. And why is this important? Well, if Julian Love prices himself out, and gets a deal on the open market and the Giants decide to let him go, well, now suddenly you have Xavier McKinney, Jason Pinnock, and Dane Belton as your top three safeties. A guy like Tig Brown fits perfectly in there. Now, I asked him if he was up for a Jersey homecoming, as I said earlier in the show, and he said he's met with the Giants several times, had a formal with the Jets here in Indianapolis, So, could it be possible? Absolutely. Would he be available at 25? Probably. Could he be available in the second round for the Giants if they decide to move up? Absolutely a possibility. So, I think it's something to consider when you're looking at all these DBs and corners. It's a very deep pool that probably goes through the Giants' second round pick. So it's really going to be the eye of the beholder. And when I look at what the Giants need and what they like in Wink Martindale's defense, I think Tig Brown is that kind of player. So hope you enjoyed his sound a little bit. And we'll get more into that as we move forward heading to the draft. Rest of the weekend, you've got wide receivers Offensive linemen, running back, still going over. This is our last day in Indianapolis. So I hope you enjoyed our our scouting combine coverage. Monday, Mock Draft Monday's back. We'll do a Giants-only Mock Draft. So until then, we appreciate you being all in. And we'll stay all in with the New York Giants. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you next week.